Well, that stunk. <laughs> that stunk, man. I, I mean, horrible baseball. I, I mean, horrible base running. Uh, defensively, you just did some things that you're, I, I mean, you just can't let those kind of things happen. I mean, listen, I, I will just be upfront and honest. I've been around baseball my entire life. Again, shout out to Coach Jeff Tajon. I've been around baseball my entire life. I don't think, in my opinion, that I have saw a better defensive game by a team than what I saw tonight by Nichols. Doesn't excuse some of the things, right? We'll go through those um, tonight, but... I mean, like, you just, like, that can't happen. That just can't happen. I know what's going to be said. Blake, it's a midweek. Don't freak out over a midweek. I'm with you. But you go out there to play the game. You know, like, Travinsky hit a ball in the bottom of the fourth. It was a leaping catch. So did Gavin, uh, so did uh, Dylan Cruz. In the bottom of one, uh, West Hoops, a guy that was from, Louisiana, who played at LSU, uh, had a miraculous catch off the wall. I, I mean, it was what it was. Travinsky hits into a double play. Joe Bear gets a single. Ethan Fry hits a ball off the wall that gets caught in the bottom of the second. But you just can't have some of those base running errors. You know, you, you just can't have that. And then for Nichols to capitalize on tying the game, you know, it's it just, it, it, it's, it, it, it stings, right? Like, it, it really stings. You played a team that's in the 150, 150s, I think, in the RPI, and you were number two or number three, whatever it was. Well, you're going to fall. Now you're going to have to go out there and sweep Alabama this week. Not to, but it, it, it just stinks. Um, you know, you had Fry in the bottom of five. You had Fry, Dugas, both strike out. Pearson would single in the right, and Dylan Cruz would fly into or had a line drive into center field. Uh, Dutton came in. He didn't do bad. Uh, he had multiple innings where he had one, two, three innings. He had a one, two, three inning in the sixth. He had a one, two, three inning in the seventh. Uh, the wheels started falling off for him a little bit. Um, oh, no, that was Collins. That was Bright. No. No, no, Dutton actually didn't do bad in the eighth. So three solid innings. Dutton would come, I mean, uh, Collins would come into the ninth and then the wheels would just absolutely fall off. I mean, but you got to give a tip of the captain Nichols. They played in what <laughs> will, at least for me, be one of, if not the best defensive games that I've ever seen. Guys, one, two, three. They legitimately could have six plays on ESPN uh, Sports Center top ten. Unreal. But it, it, like, just for clarity, just for clarity, if if you're Jack Merrifield, how do you pass the runner up at third? How? Like, how how does that happen? Now the game's not on him. You had some good things that happened to you. Beloso 
would homer in um, the bottom of the six. He would get you on the board. Thompson would double down left field. Uh, Travinsky would walk. Joe Bear would get hit by pitch. Jones would draw a walk, RBI walk. Fry would hit, uh, get an RBI on the fielder's choice. Dak Duga would um, get a sack fly RBI, and then Fry got caught stealing. So you, you're in the game right there. You have three runs, four runs, excuse me, right there. So you take the lead in the bottom of the sixth. And pitching didn't hurt you in the seventh. Pitching didn't hurt you in the eighth. You had both one, two, three innings. In the seventh, um, in the seventh, yes, you'd have a fly out to left field, fly out to Cruz, and then a strikeout, and then the top of the eighth. I, I, I mean, you, you had some wheels fall off a little bit. You gave up a single, a hit and run, and then the bunt that got the runner in, which let's talk about that for a minute. I, I, I saw Jay come out of the dugout and say, I guess, to go tag him. I don't know what he said. I'm not sure what Jay said, uh, but it looked like he said to go tag him, which I agree with with Lynn Rollins. I mean, the guy's out of the base. Like, he should be out already. Um, but nevertheless, heads up base running by Nichols. They score. They tie the game. And then let's go back to the bottom of the ninth. Jared Jones would hit a blast into left center field. Uh, Ethan Fry would single. Dugas would single. Pearson would strike out. Uh, Cruz would walk. And then Beloso hits, gets jammed. Hits a soft line drive that's a diving catch by the nickel shortstop and Jack Merrifield, who was literally the pit, two pitches before. Um, base uh, Came in as a designate or just a new base runner. Um, would do one of the craziest things I've seen LSU do in a long time and pass up the runner at third. I, look, I'm just going to tell you this. I, this is what you're going to hear from the LSU media core tomorrow morning. I know it. You know it. Everybody knows it. Blake, it's just a midweek game. Or whoever's listening to this stream right now, it's just a midweek game. Yeah, I, I get it. I mean, you can go around the SEC and some teams are not doing well in their midweek games. I, I get that. You're still probably going to host a regional if you can continue to do what you're doing. I, I'm with that. But at the same time, you just you just have to have that. Like, this team, to me, just turns on that killer instinct on and off whenever they want to. Great teams find ways to win and don't have silly mistakes like that. And that's not a... I'm not taking shots at Jack Merrifield. Jack Merrifield is one of the best kids you'll ever meet in your life. But at, at the same time, like, how long have we played baseball here? Like, like how long is this going on? You know, I, I mean, I get K. Beloso got jammed and it was a miraculous catch. But you do, I, I mean, and, and I get it. But you have Jordan Thompson coming up who just doubled and has been clutch for you all year. It's not the third base coach's fault, okay? He's got to know what to do there. The guy on second has to have situational awareness. If that ball falls, he's getting the third base. He's not getting thrown out. If that ball falls, he's not getting thrown out. You have to have situational awareness there. And not only that, you legitimately cannot pass up the runner at third. It can't happen. 
It's a bad read, but it's not on him. Guys, you you were held going into the ninth, your lowest hit total of the year besides Texas, the Texas game. And I get it. Blake, it's a midweek game. Guys, you can't lose. You don't lose to Nichols. It's it's not as if, and I'll pull up this SEC schedule. SEC, hold on. This is the SEC schedule today. Now, Georgia State beat Georgia. Tennessee, who is staying red hot. I know they played Rudy Putek, but Tennessee beat Rudy Putek 19-1. They beat him 19-1. Nichols is leading the Southland Conference right now. They look like they could win their conference. Good on them. Uh, Kentucky lost to Louisville 7-0. Samford got beat by Alabama 13-6. Mississippi State beat Ole Miss in the non-conference. Egg Bowl, whatever, Rudy Poo State. Troy beats Auburn 8-7. Sam Houston beats Texas A&M. Nichols beats LSU. Arkansas loses to Missouri State. It is what it is, man. It is what it is. So... I mean, yeah, I got you. I'm not putting it. I'm just reading it. Um, it is what it, it is. What it is. Uh, Zach Starling says, we lost a midweek last week and swept Ole Miss. I'm with you. I get it. I, I get it. I, I'm, I'm cool with you. I understand that. But, again, like, come on, man. Come on. Like, what are we doing? You shouldn't have lost that game. Like, you know, will you flush it tomorrow morning? Yep. Yep, you'll flush it tomorrow morning. It's okay. But we got to talk about it right now. All right, let me just mention this. Uh, Pooh, we we're, we're not going to go to the Bet Online uh, commercial. Let me just tell you this. Um, we do have some big news. We'll just go ahead and announce that tomorrow. I was going to announce it tonight after a win, but I'm not, I'm not doing that. Um, everybody, listen to me. If you're a gambler, if you like to gamble, you like to do some things, you like to place bets, go over to our friends over at betonline.ag. Use your mobile device at the end of the show, not during it, because some of you are watching this with your phone. Uh, use your mobile device to sign up today. Use the promo code BELIEVE50. That's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, and get 50% off your welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, where it all starts. It's not all we're going to talk about. We'll talk about some baseball. We're going to talk about some LSU football and what in the Rudy Pooh hell is going on at Alabama. We'll talk about that uh, as well. Justin says Mike Rooney must be beside himself. I don't know who Mike Rooney is. Just joking. Um, Brandon Reese says similar to football. I hate these types of games. Some of these players won't be motivated but be that motivated to play uh it that's why you have upsets maybe i mean like guys in the da, 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 what inning was that in the bottom of the sixth did y'all see k beloso screaming at the dugout brandon we're not talking baseball buddy i mean football buddy i, I mean just come back in 20 minutes i mean did you see beloso on the bottom of the sixth I mean, screaming at the dugout after the home run that he had into right field. Um, and then you had the double by Thompson. I mean, just guys seeming, seemed a little unmotivated. Seem a little unmotivated. 
Gulf South says, why take out Dugas? He's got good speed. I mean, you're down by one and you have the runner on second that a base hit line drive can score it. And Merrifield is obviously faster than Dugas is. And you're just, you know, I'm not going to Monday morning quarterback Jay's decision to go uh, with Jack Merrifield as a base runner. Guys, he did it literally this weekend. He did it on Sunday when Hayden Travinsky hit the absolute absolute moonshot in the left field. I'm not going to, I'm not going to second guess Jay. I, I mean, some of this isn't on Jay. Right now, Jay coming out the dugout and saying to go tag the guy that's out of the dugout, maybe. Stay at home plate. You know, if I'm Jay, you know, you're taught, you're taught if a scenario like that happens, he's got to come back to the plate anyway. He didn't touch the plate. He's got to come back to the plate anyway. Stand there. Stand there. I mean, what's he going to do? So... I mean, in every base baseball situation that I've ever encountered where a guy misses home plate and starts jogging, jogging to the dugout and there's runners on, obviously either watch the runners and go tag the guy out if they're not calling him out or stay at home plate because eventually the umpire is going to have to call him out anyway. It, it, that's not on Jay, though. That's normal. That's normal baseball routine stuff. Guys, it, you're in LSU. You're not in... You're not in peewee. You're not in peewee. So, uh, Brendan Gilbert says, no disrespect to LSU, we aren't the number one team. Then who is? Then who is? I mean, if you want to say Wake or South Carolina, good good on you. Good on you. LSU still split with them. Um, let me back up a little bit because this will go unnoticed. This will go completely unnoticed. Uh, Want to give a shout-out to Thatcher Hurd, though. Thatcher Hurd, I mean, he gave up a run, but you got to give it to him, though, man. I mean, he didn't look that bad. Now, uh, Glenn West from Go247 tweeted this back at me because I was I, – I, I thought I was right, but I just didn't want to make a bigger deal out of it um, if I was wrong. But Thatcher Hurd did come out of the stretch tonight the entire time. Um, so he did not look bad. He he looked pretty good. You know, look, Thatcher's been a guy that's been hurt all year. It's something that we've talked about. Guys, he's battled through this injury that he had last year. He's not feeling 100%. And how could he? How, how could he? Um, but I thought that tonight, though, you know, he just had a – pretty okay night i mean in in the top of first he gets a walk strikeout ground out to short and ground out to first uh top of the second he gives a line drive up to center field he gets a strikeout and then a hit and run line drive to the four hole that gavin do guys can't jump up and get rbi sack fly travinsky caught out the runner stealing uh top of three um gets a line drive into eight and he gets a strikeout a walk um, he gets another strikeout. So what happened there? Oh, okay. Line drive into center field. Excuse me. So line drive into center field. That was a single, not an out. Uh, strikeout, walk, strikeout, and then the play that he made with his glove that he was able to pick it up and go to third. Then top of four, gets a fly out to Gavin Dugas, so ground out out to short, and then he gets his fifth strikeout 
of the night, and that would be his night as he gives you four really strong and solid innings, only giving up a run. He did his job. But as this, as we've talked about this season, when guys give you good endings coming out of the gate, your bullpen has struggled at times. Cooper single, gives up a single, single out, two, B, two RBI single, fly out, and then strike out. They would take the lead back. Or they would take the lead. Bottom uh, top of five, Dutton comes in for Cooper. You get six really strong at-bats. You get two really strong innings. Bam, bam, bam. Six batters up, six batters down. And LSU would start mounting their comeback. You take out uh, Sam Dutton, and then the wheels fell off. Until you got into the bottom of the night. So, all in all, all in all, it's just a sloppy game, man. It's just sloppy. And you did not play your best. And Nichols did play their best. Nichols did play their best. So, on to Alabama. On to Alabama. That's all you can say. All right, everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. If you're on Facebook, do us a favor by hitting that like button, that share button. Share to those Facebook groups. Help us out. It helps us out with that algorithm. Same if you're on YouTube. There is about 100 of you. Live watching us right now on YouTube. Late at night, it's about 10 o'clock. Do us a favor by hitting that like and share. Share to Twitter. Share to your own social media pages on Facebook and others. We greatly appreciate that. Let's get to a couple comments. Uh, We'll talk a little bit more baseball, and then we'll roll into some football stuff. Donovan says, saw where the last time LSU lost to ULL and Nichols was in 2009. Well, that's an interesting stat. That's a very interesting stat because that's the year you won a natty. I hope that I hope that's true. I hope that's true. Bo Jack says it's up to the coaches to teach them right. Whether they make the right decision is on them. I agree with that. I don't think Jay's teaching them wrong, though. I, I don't think Jay's do, like I. I just don't. I don't think that Jay's teaching them wrong. But that is something that you're taught. So if you have a a someone that it, you know, God willing. You have a a, a young child. Uh, the going rule is either watch the runners and back up to tag the guy out. Do it. Just make sure you're not turning your back to runners. And my whole thing is like, what's he going to do if you stand at home plate? What's he going to do? And I know Jay's screaming, but say, coach, he's got to come back to the plate anyway. He's got to come back to the plate anyway. So th- that's not even the worst, I-, I thought. I mean, the the you know, you got a freshman from Santa Ma coming in, hitting a base uh, on a 3-2 count, 3-2 count, hitting a line drive, and they weren't sending the guy third. They scored two runs there. They weren't sending anybody. They were respecting exactly – they were respecting Ethan Fry could throw this guy out. Didn't make a bad throw, and – Alex Malazzo, for what it's worth, has got to come up with that ball. He's got to come up with that. You know, we, what's in, you know what's interesting? I tell Pooh and I tell you guys, I tell Zach, you know what we talk about all the time? We talk about Jordan Thompson being Rudy Pooh defensively. We talk about Bear Jones. We talk about all these things. But Alex has got, Alex has got to block that up at the plate. And then he had another break 
when it was a bad pitch, and, and I'll give it to him, but it bounces off of him, goes into the dugout, only one uh, uh, base is advanced there. Things could have gotten really bad. But, I, I mean, come on, man. Come on. He, uh, Gold South says, oh, midweek games, gotcha. I, I, I'm with you. I'm I, I'm with you. I, I, Gold South, I'm with you. I understand that. I understand that. But at, at, at the same, on that same token, you, you just want us to watch it? Oh, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. That whole bull, that whole line of thinking and BS. Guys, we've had multiple coaches, players, uh, uh, Hall of Famers that have come on my show or that we've talked to. Like I, I, I rem- I'll never forget what Ray Rhymes told me about midweek games. I'm going to pad my stats and we better win. Like, what are we talking about here? W- what are we talking about here? Like, what are you? What are we really striving to be? Are we striving to be a regional host team? Are you striving to be the best? Because teams that are the best don't mistakenly do things like this. Oh, consistently. Father A. Bear says, "No tanks, no Morgan make makes a difference." Malazzo doesn't miss that easy throw, and tag either. Well, you know, Father Abear, I'm with you, but injuries are part of the game. You can, injuries are part of the game. Jay could have easily at any time put them in there. In, at any time. Injuries are part of the game. And when they're going to be a part, I, I mean, even with the injuries, even the, the Tommy Tanks being out does not mean Gavin, I mean, it does not mean that Gavin Dugai and Dylan Cruz should go one of nine. You know what I mean? Does not mean that your two studs on the top of the lineup should go one and nine in a midweek. Do those two human beings change outcomes of games? Yes. You don't need them to win. You don't. You don't need them to win. So, Sam Honoree, and I'm a. It's get off my lawn. On a Tuesday night, I I, I, I got you. I got you. Mm. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. All right, let's get to a couple, couple more. Pooh says Merrifield was faster than the base runner in front of him, too. It's true. A little too soon. A little too soon. Fast don't beat smart. That's true, Tyler Townsend. That's true. It's a good point. It's a great point. Uh, Elwin, El- I've never, and Elwin, I love you. I have never seen Elwin make a positive comment <laughs> ever, but he says, I saw Jay screaming at Collins to tag the runner out of the dugout. He loses sight of the runner at third. Maybe, maybe, I don't know what he told him. I don't know what he told him, but whatever he told him wasn't the right thing to do. I mean, come on, man. I mean, come on. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. But you, that guy out of the that guy out that's walking back to the dugout. There's only two things that can happen: what happened in real time, in reality, or he's ultimately when he hits that dugout and goes in, he's going to be out. There's only two realities. Only two realities of what can happen. 
Pooh, I you missed it. I, that too soon, too soon. Merrifield faster than run of the third. Too soon. I mean, we're we're thirty minutes into this. This comment. This one. Too soon. Way too soon. You, you can't make comments like that thirty minutes in. But you're right. It's true. <laughs> I giggled. Uh, Brian Parent Jr. says you have to know where the damn runner is in front of you. Have to. Have to. It's boneheaded. It's just a boneheaded play. Very boneheaded. Uh, Stephen Young, also known as Steve Young, played for the 49ers, says Nichols played better defense than any college team ever tonight. Yeah, let's not overlook. And, and Stephen, we talked about that, man. I, it, it might be the best defensive game I've ever seen played. Ever. He said they play better than they'll play in the next 100 years. I don't disagree with that. I don't I don't disagree with I I mean look man they made the play Nichols made the plays that they need to make multiple catches at the wall multiple balls were caught on on the warning track the diving catch that in the night okay it, it, it that's a massive play I I, I don't want to you know I don't want to say go recency bias and say what I just saw tonight was the best defensive game maybe I, it's going to be hard-pressed for me to ever remember. Maybe the Yankees, uh, the Aaron Boone year uh, against the Red Sox uh, in that series, they had some really defensive, just amazing games. Uh, Jeter, you know, like Jeter, I, I'll never forget when Jeter went up into the stands, but that's one play. I'm talking about like all night long, just making ridiculous, unreal plays like that. Um yeah, man, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, it, it's not going to feel good. And you got Alabama coming home this week. Take it out on them. Take your frustrations out on the gumps. Every little thing that in frustration that you have about tonight, take it out on them on Friday. Take it out on them on Friday. Donovan says, on a positive note, Bear Jones was uh, Homer was beautiful. That's true. It's very, very, very true. Very true. And, I, I mean, look, man. I mean, he's, what, tied for first in home runs on your team? So, for like last, last Friday, last Friday, I had people in the show in the comments saying, take him out. Justin LaGrange, I, I I don't know, nor do I care. Don't I'm not bringing that up. Don't you ever bring that up either. Uh, <laughs> Anders Lee, father of, he's past a senior. Congratulations on being a grandpa for the second time. Says, look, basically it's our midweek pitchers and Trey was getting his hair dyed. <laughs> and Tommy was shopping for a new gold chain. <laughs> uh, it's all good. Yeah, it's not all good though. It, it, it's it's not all good because injuries are always going to be a part of it, right? And you, it, here's here's the point that I would I would make, like I just mentioned, Tommy Tanks and and, and Trey Morgan being out does not make your top. I don't think your top three guys tonight, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm not going to open this the book back up and and go through it. I know Gavin Dugas got a hit. Um. I mean, I guess I could. 
I don't think your top three guys got a – I think that was the only hit that your top three guys in the lineup got tonight. Yeah, Pearson Pearson didn't get uh, got Pearson got hit, so you were two of two of twelve. Two of twelve. Or two of eleven. It's not good enough, man. It's, it's just not good enough. You know? So. All right. <laughs> I'm not admitting I'm not admitting a damn thing. Justin Lagrange. Yankees are the best team that year, and you know it. All right, a couple more. Then I want to get to some football. I want to get to some LSU. And uh, you're going to have to bear with me. You're going to have to bear with me. Um, But I'm going to tie it into LSU. Uh, Brandon on YouTube says, the player I dislike the most, Derek Jeter. LOL, I'm a Red Sox fan. Well, you know who loves the Yankees? Jesus. You know who loves the Red Sox? The devil. So, I mean, do you love Jesus? You can't dis- you can't you can't argue with Jesus. It, it's science. So, if you're a Red Sox fan, you're a loser. I'm just joking. Don't clip that and send it to all your buddies. Uh, Chance Bavin said Ethan Fry could have could have should have tied the game in the ninth from third. I mean, what's he supposed to do? I mean, he could have. I mean, but I mean he. Maybe, maybe, um, I, I, I don't know because, I mean, what is he supposed to do? I mean, Merrifield overlapped him. I mean, come on, Usain Bolt. I mean, jeez, come on, man. Gasly Gamer on YouTube says our 2015 team with Stevenson had multiple games with multiple plays uh, like that in the outfield. Just be honest with you, I don't remember. I don't remember. Uh, Justin says, maybe y'all will make it out of the first round this year, bud. We made it out of the first round last year, I think. No, we didn't. Anyway, it doesn't matter. All right, last one before we talk some football. Mason says, is it just me or does anyone else just absolutely hate being ranked number one in baseball? I always have and always will. Look, I, I'm as I will admit I'm as superstitious as they come. Like you'll see me on Fridays wear this same still damn purple long sleeve. I, I wore it against Alabama. Like I, whatever. I, I get superstitious too. Man, but come on, you know, like come on, take it from them, take it from them. I. I I don't I, look. Here's what I don't care about. I don't care where they're ranked as long as they get to host a regional and host a supers. I don't care because it will be a damn shame if Gavin Duga. I mean, if, if uh, Dylan Cruz plays three years in an LSU uniform and doesn't play in a regional and super regional at Alex Box, Alex Box, it would be criminal. You got to get that back. I, th- I mean, I ultimately, I think that you are. I mean, I- I'm not panicking. It's nothing to panic about. I'm just aggravated. You know, midweek losses are like when you're walking around the house barefoot and you stub your toe on a corner. It hurts for a little bit. It stings. But then in about five minutes, you probably forget about it unless it's really bad. You know, unless it's really bad. But 
if it's not, you, you normally just forget about it. You move on. The next day, you don't ever really think about it. It's what midweek losses are like. It's, what, it's exactly what they're like. We'll, we'll move on tomorrow. We'll talk a lot of Alabama. And who lost tonight, I might add. They're 500 in the league. And I'm going to tell you something. Just like last week, they don't suck. Like, I, I see people on Twitter all the time, people who think that they know baseball. Alabama baseball sucks. Okay, I, I get what you're trying to say. I get what you're trying to say. You also said the same thing about Tennessee last weekend before they put them put them hands on Vandy. I mean, put them hands on it. Well, let me back up. Talking about defensive plays, if you haven't really watched Vandy this year, Enrique Bradfield is a dude. That he makes watching dudes play defense fun. Make defense fun again. That's what Pooh, that's what Pooh says to me all the time. Make defense fun again. <laughs> all right. All right. Don't 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 get mad. Don't uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. No, 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 no. Don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> Uh, is it too late to be, to be joking? Ah, man, you know, the loss, I didn't even, I, with the loss, I didn't even think about this. Uh, Cortland Jacobs says Shores is officially official out. Yeah. I mean, look, Jay told people about two weeks, about a week and a half ago. Um, I mean, when any dude's getting a second opinion, it's just not good, man. And you, you hate it for him because the kid was thrown up to 99 miles an hour. You hate that, man. You hate that. TC says, Skip said it best. You got to get to Omaha with six arms that can win you games. Ole Miss did it with two last year. Mm, no, they did it with six. I mean, those guys at the pin were locked down. They, I mean, come on now. They didn't give up a run against Oklahoma. They didn't. The If you go back and look the stat, like Ole Miss bullpen, if I'm not mistaken, only gave up one run in the regional, super regional, and in Omaha. Like they were, they were ridiculous. So no, you no, you need more than two arms, brother. I don't think that they got they got past anything with two arms. Let me transition and mention this because LSU does play Alabama in baseball this weekend, which is good because Alabama is in the news. Now you're gonna stay, have to stay with me. Just stay with me, okay? I'm gonna tie this back into LSU. I promise you. It's going to be tied back in LSU. But in case you missed it today, Tyler Buckner, who was the former starting quarterback for the Notre Dame Irish, went into the transfer portal today. Kid has not had a great career. He's had a really bad career in reference to he's just had a lot of tough breaks. Uh, I was told today by a guy that covered him uh, that in high school he tore his ACL as a junior and then as a senior, it was COVID, and he didn't really get to play a whole lot. He goes to, to Notre Dame. He gets to rotate in at quarterback uh, when Brian Kelly and Brian Kelly's last year. He come, comes into some packages. He runs the football. Basically, man, the way that I would describe uh, this uh, Tyler Buckner is a maybe less athletic John Rise Plumley. Dude can't throw. Now, if you've been on Twitter, if you've been on social media all, or all day today, when that news came out, 
the first thing that quote unquote reporters started talking about was that Tyler Bugner is going to take a visit to Alabama. So as soon as that news was reported on, I literally get a phone call and said, and it, this is basically the five minute phone call that I had. Blake, we started talking about Tyler Buckner or whatever. I asked the dude if he could play. Obviously, I know what he's, you know what he said. He said no. He's got a lot. He's very raw. He's got a lot of things he's got to do. I was told that he uh, in the transfer portal. So you have a a a a thing in the portal where you when you get put in there that you can put in there that says do not contact. Well, he has the thing in the transfer portal that tells every other team in the country, do not contact him. Well, then how did Alabama? Now, I'm not going to go down the route of, the, of me saying Bama's tampering, any of that stuff. And I see what Alabama fans are, have been saying all day. Oh, he's just getting his uh, 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 coaching career started early. No, he's not. He's got three years or two years to play in uh, two years to play in three calendar years, right? The kid's not giving up football. What, is he going to Alabama? I don't know that. But this is what it tells me. This is what it tells me. Alabama's struggling at the quarterback position. It is of my opinion that in talking to people, now last week I, I said that Florida State worries me from an LSU standpoint more than Alabama does. Now you know why. You can pop in that spring game. I mean, look, do you take a lot of spring games? No, but when you start throwing three interceptions from the two guys that are going to start in the spring game, you start asking questions. You asked those same questions last year on Jaden Daniels. How did that turn out? Well, Jaden wasn't that bad, but some of you hated him. But Jaden won the SEC West. Jalen Milrow and Ty Simpson isn't that. It feels like a little bit of desperation to me that Alabama has reached out to Tyler Buckner and potentially going to take him in. Now, as an LSU fan, it makes me feel really good because I just don't think that anybody at Alabama right now at that quarterback position can beat you. Now, will Alabama have 10 wins? Will they have 11 wins? Sure. But what's really going on here? You know, you know how the old saying goes, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Pooh, what do they say if if it if it's a third time? Shame on everybody? Maybe, you know, I, I don't know what they say for a third time. Starting thinking about this more today. Brian Kelly comes to LSU and beats. Nick Saban wins the West, year one, 62 scholarship players. You know the story. Mason Smith, Mason Smith, Mason Taylor. Catch from Jane Daniels, pylon, two-point conversion, good. LSU wins the West. Do you remember it? I remember it. <laughs> Boo says, fool me three times. I'm dumb as hell. It's true. What's Saban doing getting Tommy Reese and former Notre Dame quarterback, potentially, potentially, Notre Dame starting quarterback, Tyler Buckner. You know, why do you bring in Tommy Reese? Guy learned everything under Brian Kelly. Tyler Buckner was also taught under Brian Kelly. 
I'm not saying that Saban's being petty. I'm not saying that Saban, who I don't think he worries about anybody, is necessarily worried about Brian Kelly. But at, at that same time and same token, what in the Rudy Pooh are you doing? Just a food, some food for thought. I'm not as I, I, look. This is the this is the thing for me. I've come out and said that I think Alabama's got question marks before on the live on this show, and I've gotten burned. I thought they had questions in 2020. I didn't have a lot of faith in Mac Jones. I thought he could be really good. I, I had more confidence in Mac Jones than I have in these two quarterbacks now. And I just don't know if I'm going to question Nick Saban. I don't know if I mentally can go there yet. But what I do know is, man, he's making some moves that are really, really head-scratching. Now, for me, for me, I think he's just trying to get back to the simple things. I think he's trying to get back to just running the football, throwing the ball 25, maybe 30 times a game if they need to, run the ball, play solid defense, and get back to what Alabama used to be before they had the Tua's, they had the Jalen's, they had the, the wide-open Mac Jones in that offense. I think that they just want to go back to running the football. And why I've told you on this show religiously, you can say whatever you want about LSU's running game. Oh, Blake, Jane Daniels could count it for a third of their rushing yards. Well, what if the smartest coach in college football is doing the same damn thing? If if the best college football coach of all time is doing the same exact thing, who am I to say maybe we're on to something? But to go and get Tommy Reese, a former OC from the, and, and quarterback who learned everything from Brian Kelly and a quarterback that Brian Kelly recruited. And by the way, Tyler Buckner is not going to go to Alabama to ride the pond. Alabama does not reach out to Tyler Buckner to ride the pond. He just doesn't. And if he comes in and he commits to Alabama, I would expect either Milrow or Simpson to leave. This isn't like, I mean, think about this. And before you say, like, I don't know if they will. This time last year, you, none of everybody in this, in this chat, listen to us on the podcast. Everybody thought that the quarterback that would leave. If Jane Daniels ultimately came back and played two years at LSU would be Garrett Nussmeyer. How did that turn out? Walker Howard left and is now at Ole Miss. You just don't know how it all is going to turn out. But I do believe one of those dudes will leave. And I think it's a sign shit sent to Jalen Milrow. I think it's a sign, uh, a sign sent to Ty Simpson. I don't think it's a sign sent to Eli Holstein or the Lonergan kid. I mean, how could it be? Those kids are freshmen. There's no way that they keep... If Buckner comes in, Buckner, uh, 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 Ty Simpson, Milrow, Holstein, and Lonergan. Five scholarship quarterbacks, it, won't, it ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. And for all of you that do not and have not watched Notre Dame football before, 
or last couple seasons, especially last year, Tyler Buckner is Rudy Poo at throwing the ball. You think Jay, to every LSU fan in here that might not like Jane Daniels, I double dog dare you to go watch Tyler Buckner film. It's worse than watching paint dry. It's worse. The dude would have to take massive, and I'm talking about massive leaps and bounds for him to come in the SEC and do anything remotely good. But you cannot convince me, you cannot convince me that it's not a show that Saban's a little worried. I don't remember a time that Nick Saban has gone into a season where he's done this many questionable things. Kevin Steele's not a bad DC. He's not a bad DC, guys. I mean, what he what he showed and what the defense that he ran against LSU in 2019 at Auburn shows he's not a bad DC at all. Uh, questionable. Maybe he wanted Jeremy Pruitt. Maybe he'll ultimately get him. But are you going to sit here right now and tell me that you are going to have faith in Tyler Buckner, Ty Simpson, Jalen Milrow, and Tommy Reese? Now, Alabama's got weapons, but they're going to have to get back to their bread and butter. They're going to have to get back to big physical O-line play, running the football, play action, getting your H back, your tight ends, maybe putting a slot receiver in motion, doing a little play action, get him out in the flat. They're going to have to do that. Now, yeah, they'll take deep shots. They'll throw the ball down the field. They'll get some quick slants here and there. You know that. But their base defense, or base offense, rather, excuse me, might be a little digressed from what we saw from Bill O'Brien. And I'm all right with that. I'm all right with that. My feeling coming into this, especially on April the 25th, when we got so much to go, so much time to go, so many things can happen. I just feel better about LSU today. I feel better about LSU today. And if you don't feel the same way that I do, I don't know what to tell you. Get to a couple comments. Doug No says he's doing it with 10 years of top three recruiting classes, though. It's true. Talking about Nick. I mean, Nick has done fantastic things, man. And they got athletes. They have dudes. Cortland Jacobs says Buckner is already going to ride the pine or was already going to ride the pine at Notre Dame. Yeah, he was going to ride the pine at Notre Dame because Sam Hartman came in. Guys, Tyler Buckner... Tyler Buckner went 8 of 18 for 88 yards in a pick in their in their spring game. Okay? 8 of 18, 88 yards. They're not why else would they bring in Tyler Buckner? He is not come he Tyler Buckner does not commit to Alabama in the next 48 to 72 hours if he's being told that either he has a really good shot or the job's going to be his. It's not going to happen. 
This is a good take. Pooh says that Buckner improves Alabama's QB room, and I like that. He's not wrong because they they are not that good there. But I, Pooh, I'm going to push back on one thing. He ain't better than Milrow, but but and, and that's I think that that's saying a lot. Look, like it, love it, or hate it. If Jalen Milrow gets on the outside, you're in trouble. But you're right because they don't have a number two. If if you're going, if they're going into August in a battle, and Tyler Buckner's in it, in a, a real consideration. Come on, man. Come on, man. Elwin says everything I read about us is a lack of depth. Your thoughts, Blake? Lack of depth where? Lack of depth where? And who said it? You know what the funniest thing to me is? You know what the funniest thing to me is? Every single year, every single year, the media core, fans, everybody always has the same takes. <laughs> it's always the same thing, right? This was the takes coming out. Tell me if I'm wrong, because I know that you guys listen to other shows, and I think that there's some obviously some really good dudes that break down LSU, no doubt. Here's what they said. Wide receiver rooms get really talented. They got playmakers all around. Well, you got transfer portal DBs. You got some young DBs. Let's see how they do. But they're stacked there too. Quincy Wiggins, which Quincy Wiggins looked a lot more impressive as a red-shirted freshman than he had last year at this time as a guy that was literally in high school. And then the, the, the biggest one is like I, I, people questioning about O-line play. Where? What you going to question? The running game? Guys, Clyde Edwards-Alaire in the running game in 2019 had 11 carries for 12 yards. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about, Willis? I'm fine with the O-line, man. And they got five dudes coming in. Two of them. Two of them. Uh, let's call it what it is. That probably going to start at some point for you. I I might, and I'm okay with this take being wrong. I'm okay with it. I'm pretty sure that Mason Lunsford and Lance Hurd at some point next season is going to start for you. And you're better for it. And you're better for it. But it's the same takes every year. Come up with something new. Lack of depth. Guys, you're going to have close to lack of depth. What's interesting is this will be the most depth that you've ever had since 2019. What are, what are we discussing? Lack of depth where? I, I did see an article for someone today who covers LSU who said there was a lack of depth, and he not no, not only hasn't been to a spring practice, not only did he not go to the spring game, what is he talking about? Where? Okay, th there's a difference. There's a massive difference. And having a lack of depth in spring than a lack of ultimate depth. It's a massive difference. Ooh. I'll text this to him, but I'll put it up here. Uh, he said, hot take, Josh Pate doesn't know a lot about LSU's team, Pooh Bear. 
Ooh. I'll text it to him. Said, hey, we'll have produ- the battle of the producers. <laughs> I- I'm just going to let you know this right now, Pooh. You know he was like a five-time five time state champion in 5A wrestling. You can go up against him. My big ass ain't. <laughs> I would agree. I would agree. We've had the we've had discuss we've had discussions. Um, I don't disagree with. I, I don't disagree with his take on DB. I do disagree with his take on everywhere else. There's a dip. There's a. I think that the, I, I agree with Pooh on this. There needs to be a a, a, a cognitive um, understanding that when people say lack of depth, they mean lack of bodies. Do you mean lack of bodies? Because that's what depth means. Are you talking about quality depth? That's something completely different. So Pooh, I agree with you. I don't know what he's I don't know what he's talking about there. But I don't disagree that they had it. They struggled. Uh, Tasha Thibodeau, our good friend from the Real LSU Nation on Facebook. Go to that group. All, if you want constant LSU content, if you want constant LSU news, go there on Facebook, the Real LSU Nation. And uh, she says, hey, Blake. What's up, Tasha? Uh, Brandon Reese says, Colorado losing players left and right these last couple of days. It's true. What now? Twenty, Pooh? Twenty, I think. Um. Somebody said, somebody said that covers them today. I saw this. He was a beat writer for the Athletic. Somebody said that they had eighty-seven scholarship players. We're going to have to cut guys anyway for incoming freshmen. Is that true? Is that is that true? Doug knows this LSU is sitting at 78 scholarship players per my count. BK just doesn't bring in bodies to fill numbers. Guys, you were at 62 when you won the West officially. You were at 62. Um, Seventy-eight? I, I mean, come on, man. Come on. And I'm going to tell you. LSU's not done in the portal. What? Who is that that does this? That meme? Who? Uh, what's his name? Drewski. There's an offensive lineman in the portal right now that would start for all 14 SEC teams. Start. Guard. Start. Start. <laughs> Pooh Bear says, LOL, Dion, uh, play my theme music. The theme music is, these boots are made for walking, and that's just what they'll do. These boots were made for walking. I forgot the last. I have it in my head. Made for walking. And walking's what they'll do. These boots are made for walking. And they'll walk all over you. There you go. There you go. I had to sing it out. You ever have to sing a song out? You know, you had to sing a song out? 
It's true. Yeah, I mean, do we want to talk about that for a quick minute? I mean, <sighs> excuse me. I mean, we want to talk about Colorado. I, I'm I'm kind of exhausted um, about them, but uh, here's one thing I'll say about. Uh, here's one thing I'll say about Colorado. Pooh, I don't know the kid's name. I don't... Actually, you know what? Hold on. I think I do know the kid's name. Y'all stand by. I'm looking this up, so don't go anywhere. Don't don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. Hold on. Let me see if I can find... Here it is. Let me share this right quick. This is the things that I worry about. So, Zachary Courtney... Uh, who used to be on the roster uh, for Colorado came out today. If you, I'm sorry if you're listening to us on 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 uh, the podcast or wherever you listen to us. He says, "For this is what Zachary Courtney, former, let me see what he was, tight end, three star tight end for the Buffs, says for the coaches who are trying to recruit me. I'm sorry, but I will not be able." To get y'all my film from my practices last season, since I was not allowed to have it. Because the head coach, Dion, at Colorado won't allow it. This is very unlucky. And if you have any questions, just, just text me. Now, he responded to some of this. He said, again, this is not a shot at Dion. I just wanted coaches to know I have no film. That's a lie. He that That's 1,000% a lie. He, he's 1,000%. He just got backlash and, and didn't want Dion to, to get any of it. And I'm sure Dion said something to him. Um, oh, look at this. Somebody calling Dion a snake. Um, I don't know, man. I, I mean... There are a lot of coaches... Let me just say this. In the portal era, I will get, I will back Dion on this. If you notice this on Twitter, like Kobe Fields as an example, who went from LSU, went to the portal. LSU didn't give him no film. That that was on his own. So just to, just I'm not I know what it sounds like. I'm trying to defend Dion and, and I get that part. But why would you give coaches other film? Like other coaches your film. Like, let's say for a hypothetical sake that the kid goes to TCU, okay? Uh, yeah, because they're in the pack, so he can do that. What if the kid winds up going to TCU? What if TCU recruits the kid and gets all the film and sees all their practice stuff? I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I get that part. I do think it's – this is the part where I think it's a little sh shysty on Dion's part. He told the kid to walk. Right? Like he told the kid to walk. So if you're going to tell a kid to walk, you know, and then Dion was out there bragging about how Travis and Carmani McLean's going to play both sides. Good luck with that, Dion. Good luck. I don't want to see the dude fail. You know, like I personally I just don't want to see the dude fail. I think it'd be great for college football if he did well. 
But at the same time, when you do stuff like that to people, people are going to turn on your ass quick. He says, I hate to say it, but Boulder ain't Jackson. It's true. It's true. I mean, guys, it was snowing, right? Like, it was snowing. And I get what Pooh's saying. He, he means a little more in depth from that. I mean, but what you can get away with at Jackson State or Southeastern or Nichols or wherever you want to talk about, you Dion could get away with so much more at Jackson State than he could get away with at Colorado because he's more in the spotlight. And I hate to say it like this. Nobody cared about an FCS kid that Dion cut. And I don't know if Dion cut kids when he got there. He probably needed the bodies. Pause. Anyway. All right, a couple more, then we'll get out of here. Again, Kyle Lee. Corlin Jacobs said he basically said my FCS players are better than the D1 players. Is he wrong, though? Some of them, he's not wrong. They're small. I, I said this yesterday. They are a small team. They look like an FCS team. Dion's going to have to get some mammoths in there. The biggest question that I've had with Dion, it's not the, the circus. You know, I, and like I mentioned, and, and I know that Joe, our other co-host on the other show, laughed at this. I said, when the circus comes, clowns come with it. Okay? So, let me repeat that. If you, if you want to steal it, steal it. When the circus comes to town, so do the clowns. Can Dion recruit the way that he needs to recruit up front? That's the biggest question that I have on Dion. Name a dude that he's gotten up front. It's cool you got the receivers. It's cool you got the DBs. It's cool you got your son as a quarterback. What you gonna do when your son leaves? What you gonna What you gonna do? You know, third and one. You had a block block extra point that went for went should have been for two, but that went for six. We'll see. We'll see. Doug says that Colorado is one of the only Power Fives begging to get into the Big Twelve. It's true. I mean, the Pac Twelve is that bad, guys. It's that bad. American Preacher, what's up, bud? He says, I don't agree with him allowing his son to live stream in the locker room, cutting down players. It's true, man. I'm with you. And, and what's crazy about Sh Shador, right, Pooh? Shador. What's crazy about Shador saying, yeah, this dude left us. This dude just up and left us. Dog, you up and left Jackson State. Did y'all talk about that tonight, Pooh? Did y'all talk about... I saw your tweet, though, and uh, we're just going to stay to HBCU news, you petty ass. <laughs> you think people don't see. People got eyes. All right, a couple more, and we'll get out of here. Uh, DK says, I know they really they haven't signed that many kids. She, they had 40-some dudes out the portal. Uh, Brandon with an interesting question, is he better wide receiver or DB? I don't know that. I, I don't know. Some say receiver. Uh, Pooh says, we have decided not to talk Colorado coach anymore. I'm with you. I get it. Uh, American Patriot said, true, Blake. I didn't think of that. Uh, Anthony says, I was thinking the same thing. Shador, you you hypocrite, you. Yeah, you can't be. I mean, that look, 
like I just said, and I'm not calling his son a clown nor Dion a clown. I, I really want Dion to succeed. I think it's going to really help college football if, if and when he succeeds. But you can't have your son in the in the middle of the locker room talking all this all this garbage about a dude going into the portal after having a good spring game when dog you just left Jackson State. I don't care that your daddy left too. You you, you literally had what eight players, if not more, leave Jackson State to go to Colorado. I mean, what what are you talking about? What about your teammates on at, at Jackson State? Like, just because your daddy left don't mean nothing. Just because it's Dion don't mean nothing. And I'm going to tell you, you have a rude awakening coming for you when you play. Dog, wait till you got to play Bear Alexander at USC. It ain't, with all due respect to every HBCU on planet Earth, it ain't the HBCUs. It's not the FCS. Bear Alexander is going to be probably one day a top 15 pick. You're going to have to go up against that mammoth because that dude can ball. Good luck. Good luck. Uh, Gulf South says, how does Deion succeeding help college football? To me, it helps college football because, number one, it's going to get eyeballs. Here's the thing. What helped LSU women's basketball? The ring. If they go out there and win six games next year, it's going to be a spectacle. Just telling you. I don't think that they do. I mean, I've kind of come off of that. Maybe they go four, four and eight. Maybe. Maybe. I don't like what I'm uh, – Deion's going to have to reel some stuff in. They get. They need to get quiet for a minute. They need to shh, be quiet for just a minute. All right. We're out of here. We'll see you guys tomorrow. We're going to be guessing it up. I don't know who we're going to have. Everybody keeps saying bring back Matt Trent. But what I will tell you is if you're still going to stay up, y'all need to go on our AYS page, our YouTube page. Go watch that interview with Eric Weinberger. We're going to post something tomorrow. We talked to Scheffner, hand to God. He said he'll retweet it. I don't know if he's going to retweet it. Roger Goodell coming down and saying what he said to Adam Schefter when telling him to stop tweeting the picks out classic well you'll see that tomorrow but go over there and watch that until tomorrow we'll see y'all soon y'all have a good night peace out girl scouts